Chapter 16 I woke up on the couch the next morning, late for work, the early edition of Sports Center droning on the television. Maybe it was my night with Alicia, or maybe it was all the wine, but I'd fallen asleep on the couch and never made it upstairs to the bedroom. Then why did I feel so strange? Like I'd done something wrong. But I hadn't, had I? Was this all part of the process of moving on that Josie told me about? My cell phone rang. Mary Margaret's name and the time popped up on the screen. Shit, yeah. Hey. It's ten o'clock, Fitz. My assistant sounded more than a little disgusted. I have Sarah here. She's back in the vault where no one can see her. I've got her filing for now. Did you, uh, did you get a hold of Ambrosi? Did he say he'd take her case? He's here, but he's getting upset. He says he's got an 11 o'clock arraignment and you'd better be here as soon as you can or the whole thing is off. I'm calling from your office phone so he can't hear me. Attorney Jim Ambrosi was a slob, just like the clients he defended. His suits were cheap and what was left of his combed over hair was gray and wispy. He was the kind of attorney who probably could get you a decent plea agreement for stealing a car, but it wouldn't count on him to keep you off death row. I figured that if this turned out the way I thought it would, Sarah wouldn't need much of an attorney anyway. If I was wrong, God knows that was possible. Mommy and Daddy had the money to pay for a better one. With all the favors I've done for him and his clients, he's not going anywhere. What about Chase or Charmaine, who they called? Charmaine, yes. She's been blowing up the phone, actually, wanting to know where her daughter is. Nothing from Chase yet, but I imagine she's going to be in here pretty soon asking if we know anything. You think you'll have any problems keeping Sarah hidden if she does show? I don't know. I'll do what I can. Yeah, thanks. I arrived ten minutes later, and Brosie was pacing up and down in front of Mary Margaret's desk. Her eyes were large as I walked in the door. Instead of her usual cheery good morning, I got a terrified nod and a head jerk toward the back of the office where Sarah was hiding in the vault. Jimbo! I slapped Ambrosie on the shoulders, trying not to recoil too obviously from the smell of cheap convenience store cigars and dark tweed overdue for a trip to the cleaners. About time you got here, Fitz. What the hell is going on? Can I get you some coffee first? I'm not shit until I've had my first cup. He sighed in exasperation. Sure. Black, yeah. I ducked behind the former teller counter and into the vault. Sarah looked up from the filing cabinet where Mary Margaret had put her to work to keep her out of sight. I held my fingers against my lips as I poured the coffee. I will be right back as soon as I get him settled. Stay back here and don't open your damned mouth. You don't come out until I come get you. You understand? Her eyes widened and she nodded. I stepped out, holding the coffee. All right, here we go. Ambrosie took his cup, had a slurp. All right, so spill it. I gave him the rundown of what had transpired between the Hawksworth family and Fitzhugh investigations, between Hernandez's guilty plea last Wednesday, through the car fire, and yesterday, including the bounce check. I laid it all out. Tommy Lynn's death, Ed Nash, Tony Rapetto, Chase's house fire, McComber's presence there, and his involvement with Sarah. Everything. You think Sarah killed Tommy Lynn? No, but the police want to talk to her as a person of interest. The longer she avoids them, for whatever reason, the more they'll consider her a suspect. That's why I called you. She needs someone to represent her just in case, and I didn't want to hear her side of the story unless there's a lawyer in the room. Jesus, Fitz, you're kidding me, right? 
It's clear to me that Hernandez has her targeted, knowing that she was going to testify against him. Even if she didn't testify, his defense attorney would have known her name. If it's as you say, one of Hernandez's henchmen could have come after her and killed Tommy Lynn either intentionally or accidentally. I know, I know. That's something I seriously considered, but Joe Barnes shook down anybody associated with Hernandez and didn't turn anything up that involved a threat on Sarah's life. And frankly, I didn't either. So what do you think is going on? I've got my theories, but theories need to be proven. Do you know where she is? Yeah, actually, I do. Hang on. I left him in my office and walked back to the vault. Sarah sat hunched over in a folding chair, files in her lap, looking haggard. Is he here? Will he take my case? Come on, we're about to find out. I held her by the arm as I walked her from the vault, around the old counter, and toward Ambrosi, who by this time was standing outside my office and rocking on the worn-out heels of his scuffed wingtips. I couldn't help the left one was untied. Both shoes needed work. Why was I surprised? Jim Ambrosi, I'd like you to meet Sarah Hunter Pelfrey. Ambrosi looked her up and down critically. Somehow these two fit together. The slob lawyer and the ex-crackhead. What a pair. Ambrosi, reeking of sweat and smoke in his cheap suit and untied shoes, dared to look at Sarah, whose hollow cheeks sunk in around her broken lower teeth, like she didn't deserve the less-than-stellar legal services he was about to provide. I was offended for Sarah, and surprised I felt the need to stand up for her. Last night, while I was groping Alicia in her kitchen, Mary Margaret was pounding the pavement, tracking Sarah down like a real detective. The day before, Sarah looked like a scared animal as she sat behind her mother. I figured she'd welcome any effort at protection, even from someone who'd previously refused. I was right. Sarah made the effort to pin her hair up, but I doubted she'd washed it or herself, for that matter. She smelled like cigarettes and cheap perfume. She made a sad effort to look good in a garish floral blouse that gaped around her bosom. Hello. I understand you're in need of legal representation. Sarah nodded. Ambrosi then turned to me. Could I have a few moments alone with my client? Where would be a good place? I ushered them into my office, closed the door behind them, and walked over to Mary Margaret's desk. We both stared through the glass, watching her tell her story. I'm sure Sarah talked as slowly as her fried brain would allow, no doubt turning the interview into a long, painful process for Ambrosi. To his credit, he made himself comfortable behind my desk, taking what looked like prolific notes and nodding occasionally. Looks like he's going to take the case. It does. I'll probably have to spray down that chair after he sits in it, though. Mary Margaret's lips curled in a sly, silver smile. What happens next? That depends on Mr. Ambrosi and his desire to provide protection for his client. So where did you find her last night? She was at Divas. Apparently some of the girls from the Cat's Meow and the folks at Divas are planning a memorial service there for Tommy Lynn. They are. How the hell do you know anything about Divas? My overly Catholic assistant smiled wetly through her orthodontics. You'd be surprised at some of the things I know, Fitz. One of the lesser-known things about F-Town was its gay community, which centered around a small corner bar called Divas in the heart of Tubman Gardens. From the outside, it didn't look a whole lot different than La Dolce Vita, with its gravel parking lot and wooden porthole door. What made Divas stand out from other neighborhood bars was the faded neon sign of a woman, most likely attempting to replicate the classic subway great shot from Seven Year Itch that hung above the door. 
The sign hadn't worked for years, but the place was known for quarterly drag shows, where Marilyn Monroe impersonators played a large role. Law enforcement knew about it, because many officers picked up extra money working security those nights. Fawcettville could not have been a friendly town for anyone who was gay or transgender. Most small towns weren't. But Divas had built a reputation for itself as the march toward gay rights continued, holding quiet support group meetings for gay and transgendered youth, and PFLAG, the acronym that stood for Parents, Families, and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. I'd made the assumption that Mary Margaret, like most folks in town, didn't know it existed, outside of the university community. Were Tommy Lynn's parents there? Mary Margaret shook her head. I don't think so. I really don't know. The memorial is tomorrow night. I wonder if Sarah knows Tommy Lynn's folks. She shrugged. We really ought to go to the service. I squirmed back and forth. I don't know. After Gracie and then my mother, I can't stand the thought of someone standing up and talking about how wonderful the deceased was. It's for a case. I don't know. Two words. Billable hours. And think how much fun a memorial service would be at a gay bar. Really, Mary Margaret? I'm surprised. Yeah, okay. We probably should. What time does it start? Before she could answer, Ambrosi stood, his client interview over. He and Sarah walked out of my office and toured us. So, we'll take the case? I will. I'm confident that Miss Pelfrey here has no culpability in the death you told me of. I have to get over to the courthouse, but after my arraignment, I will make arrangements to get her over to the police station and speak to them. Sarah's shoulders sank with relief. So did mine. Is there anything else your client needs? As a matter of fact, Mr. Fitzhugh, your security and investigative services would be a welcome addition. We can discuss that matter after Miss Pelfrey and I return home from our interview with Detective Barnes. If Miss Pelfrey here can wait for me, that would be great. I'll return shortly and we can go from there. We can make her comfortable while she waits, I'm sure. Mary Margaret smiled. Sarah rolled her eyes. And I nodded trying not to laugh. With that puzzle piece in place, I had a few other things to take care of. Jim Nagy was among two dozen volunteers sitting at folding tables stuffing envelopes when I walked into Soul's headquarters, located above the tattoo parlor across from the jail. Soul's office had two rooms, both dank and dark in need of fresh paint. A large vinyl banner hung across one wall. Save our undeveloped land. I remembered seeing it at a couple downtown protests. A card table beneath the banner had stacks of literature for the cause. On the opposite wall, news articles on their efforts, along with other anti-fracking groups, were thumbtacked to a bulletin board. Mr. Fitzhugh, good to see you. He stood to shake my hand. We're sending out fundraising letters to help pay for Steve's legal defense. Your former employer and the courts are bound and determined to railroad him into prison when he's clearly innocent. Would you like to join us? No thanks. How's Anna doing? Nagy shook his head. She's having one of her bad days. The treatment takes so much out of her, it's painful to watch. Marta is there with her right now. She felt it was important for me to be here today, though I canceled all my morning classes to stuff envelopes. I'm sorry Anna isn't doing well. I just stopped by to tell you that I found that young woman I was looking for. Oh, that's wonderful. Mr. Hawksworth may have questionable business practices, but I'm sure his family means a lot to him. I didn't like the look that flashed in Nagy's eyes. 
So has McComber been back in the office. Can I talk to him? Nagy looked down at another envelope-stuffing volunteer who shook her head almost imperceptibly. You know, I can't say if he's been back. I personally haven't seen him since his release, and I know he's not here right now. Well, thanks anyway. I gotta get back to work. Just wanted to stop by and let you know. I could feel Nagy's eyes boring through the back of my head as I left. The cat's meow wasn't open yet, but one of the bouncers let me in anyway, leading me through the club's semi-darkness to his office. Tony Repetto was at his desk, arranging twenties and fifties into neat stacks. Sorry to bother you. I'm just letting you know I found Lucy. I don't know if she's ready to come back to work yet, but she might need a little security when she does. What kind of shit is she involved in? Is she okay? She's fine, but nothing that could hurt my club, right? I won't have any crap going on here, and I sure as hell won't hire any of her friends until they lift their skirts. Know what I mean? I can't have some tranny like Tommy Lynn wander in here ever again. I got a reputation to uphold. I'm not here about Tommy Lynn. I'm here about Sarah. I mean, Lucy. She hired me as a bodyguard, and I will accompany her when she works. I know you have your own bouncers, but they can't keep an eye on just one person. He looked at me thoughtfully, then nodded. You sit and drink. You run a tab here like any other customer every night she's here. That way, none of my customers know you're somebody's muscle. When you come in with her, I'll introduce you to my guys. That way, there's no confusion with them if you have to do something. And if you do, I would appreciate it if it happened outside. I understand. Thanks. Tell her I'll be glad to have her back when she's ready. Business goes down when she's not here. I got people asking for her all the time. I'm sure you do. Oh, yes. Ed did get a job. Thanks for asking. Nash's wife's voice bubbled over the phone. He's driving a truck for... Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, I, I can't find it, but he does have a job. I know that much. He wasn't able to come home this weekend due to the overtime. That's great. I guess I moved too slowly. I should have called him with my offer. I'm sure he'll still be interested in talking to you. I, I think he still has the trailer parked at Open Skies, but he's working a lot of hours. Here, let me give you his cell phone number again. That might be a better way to get a hold of him. Thanks. Appreciate it. Some days this shit was just too easy. Everything went according to plan. We'd have all the answers we needed very soon. <laughs> <laughs>